Hey, J. Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Here to say happy holidays. And Kylo says happy holidays too. Uh, this is our last episode of 2018, and this year launching the podcast has been a wild ride. I won't take up too much of your time though, but stay tuned to the end to hear some fun updates and details, and uh, thanks everyone. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. All for the sake of throwing them upon the pyre of the generous god. Whoa, whoa, no, hey, hey, good, good boy. Do you feel that? That's best buddy love. This figure is a gray-skinned giant of a creature with red streaks down his arm, face, and exposed torso. Beside him is a heavy-looking spear that I described earlier. Hi, I'm Twilight. Do you want to be friends? What business do you have in Balderdash? There's nothing saying that we're not going to tell the higher-ups. And then he just keeps going. They are they are technically edible, but uh, within a few hours, they will give you uncontrollable diarrhea. Well, I've never dealt with an undead quite like this before. It's a very interesting learning opportunity. I'm always looking for new information. We come hunting whites. Almost scared the shit out of me. What did you find? I can't believe you guys stole the mayor's backup record. <laughs> Once again with your daily wisdom. My lovely consumers, I cannot believe it, but the best time of year is nigh upon us. Cupid Day! The day grows ever closer to us sacrificing material possessions in a pyre of glory dedicated to the generous God. And, dear listeners, you know what that means. It's time for Cupid Carols. Yes, it is time to celebrate the time-honored tradition of listening to everyone's favorite holiday songs. Come praise all ye faithful, and we wish you a merry Cupid. And everyone's favorite, all I want for Cupid, is to be spared the generous God's wrath. Why? I remember in my youth when we would brave the rat storms to sing carols to our neighbors. This, of course, was before true reality had perfected its AI. Ah, but what a wonderful time of year this Okay, so walk me through it again. Well, when I don't feed Wren, he gets a bit ornery. And you said something about a mount. Yeah, he grows. Like, a lot. Have you ever seen anything like that near you? Not any cats that get bigger. I mean, they're already big. And they all look different. Some with three tails, some with spikes coming out of their backs. And they're all pretty good hunters, too. Crafty little- But can I ride it? Hard no. At least- I think so. But it would be so easy. Imagine what we could accomplish if I could ride Let's my cat. Let's not pretend that you're doing this for any other reason than to fulfill some fantasy of yours. 
That might be so, but it doesn't make it any less useful. Is Jay talking about his cat again? Yes. In a word, yes. I've been listening the whole time. And you didn't say anything? Interrupting is rude. And, to be honest, this cat of yours sounds fascinating. I would love to know more. No, don't tell him. Those things are dangerous. Speak for yourself. Unlike you guys, I worked with animals. I mean, kind of? They were programs with real-world historical analogs. Well, play nice, Filter. You know what? No. We're getting in-game. Mitch, go. Sounds good to me. Uh, do you guys remember what we were doing last time? Uh, wasn't there a dude who pooped in a bucket? Yeah, Mayor Bucket. There was bucket poop. J-Mark picked up a spare bucket poop. Yes. Oh, no, I did do that. We got items. We got you, yes, we did. You got some. You got some magical items. You got the. Uh, put them in your inventory as. Uh, hold on, I have a list. The uh, magnification goggles. That that went to, to vert. vert. Yep. That went to vert. You handed them out, I believe. I I yes, Twilight did hand them out. Mm-hmm. And Torin got the ring of the mule. Twilight got powder of sneezing and coughing. The powder of sneezing and coughing. And what are the effects of that powder? Um, you guys haven't figured it out yet. You know that these are their names. You know that they have, uh, Mayor Bucket explained to you some uses for them. Uh, the goggles help you look at stuff. The powder of sneezing and coughing makes people sneeze and cough. And the ring of the mule helps you kick someone like a mule, but from a distance. Uh, <coughs> oh, wait. But you know- I did write it down, because I, I cast a, uh, detect magic spell. And uh, you gave us descriptions of what they did. Yes, but you also know that there seems to be a slight curse on all of them. So yes. for each, so yeah, there's there's negatives attached to their use, but because you haven't used them yet, you're not sure what those negatives are. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Um, cool. And the last thing I believe you were trying to do is you were trying to take the silver goblet out of the arsenal, like the last thing of value that you could tell was in there. And and Flood told me it was his second poop bucket, and I scooted it back into the armory. Yeah, uh, so that's actually a good way to jump back in, is Flood the guard is laughing about you guys stealing the goblet. And uh, he, uh, he looks around to make sure that the mayor has stopped paying attention, because the mayor's kind of old and cootie, and he's walked around. And Flood says, you know, if you want that cup, I can let you take it. I'm not supposed to do this, but I won't tell if you guys do me a favor. I mean, I guess I could press the digitated if I have to. Uh, what's the favor you're thinking about? Well, we keep a lot of stuff in this arsenal. When we all got here, uh, we sort of compiled all of our magical items, whatever they were worth, to be here. But there's a buddy of mine in town who, you know, she really misses her ring. And so I was just wondering if you guys could give this back to her and not tell anyone, and I'll let you guys take the cup. Why do you have it? Because I'm guarding the arsenal, and, like, I, I know no one's supposed to know that it's gone. I would just, I'd like to give it back to her. I took it, okay? It may be the righteous thing to do, but you did swear to a duty. Can I roll insight? Yeah. I want to know what this guy's real motivation is. Sure, sure. Okay. Wow, I have a high insight rating. Awesome. And he did swear to a man covered in duty. Mm-hmm. Making poop jokes. Oh, well, that was a low roll. I got a 11. Um, yeah, guy seems to be legit. He, okay. he, um, 
There, there is, of course, another layer, uh, but you, you don't really know this guy very well, but you don't suspect that whatever he's hiding is related to this. Okay. Um, I would like to cast Prestidigitation on the poop goblet and pocket it. The, um, okay. He said I could have it if we did the ring thing, so I pocket it, and then I go, um, all right, uh, where do we find this person? I'm just questioning why you cast Prestidigitation. What did you do with it? It's it's a poop bucket. I wanted it clean. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. He says, so you cast an illusion to make you think it's clean. No, Prestidigitation can be used for cleaning. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. Yeah, he's like, okay, guys, thank you so much for this. Uh, what What's her name, and where do we find her? Uh, her name is Selena. She works in the potion shop. Oh, I love her! She's my buddy! Yeah, I'll, I'd be more than happy to give this back to her. Alright, see, yeah, look, now we're all just we're all just friends, helping each other out. Her first impression of me was not the greatest. Why? I questioned her on whether she was an undead. <laughs> no, man, she's not an undead. She's just like a like a really pretty lady. Torn gets slightly closer. Are you an undead? No. Well, he's not a woman. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? Like, do I smell undead? He does not, for the record, smell undead. He smells like a, like a human. For now. Are you threatening me? Are you going to turn me into a zombie? You're going to kill me to make me an undead? No. But unless we find this white, terror may befall your town. Okay, well then, thanks for putting your very important quest aside to help a brother out, man. Good, good work. Twilight's already heading towards the potion shop. Okay, yeah, tight. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, I don't know why Torin is intimidating Flood, but yeah. Um... Everybody follows after Twilight, because if he moves out of eyesight, he tends to hurt himself. Hey, hey, they're, they're pretty chill tiefling. You, you can be chill with them. But yes, that's what they're doing. Getting into trouble? No, I'm going to give the ring back to Selena. Ugh, if we do not follow him, he may walk into a pit because he saw something shiny. Hey! Hey, are you guys coming? And I'm like down down the path a little bit, like waving at them. Come on, let's go say hi to Selena. Oh no. And thus we follow. And now we go on our epic journey from the armory to the potion shop. Our weary Thank travelers you. are tired. <laughs> Such a long journey crossing the street. <laughs> he's he's not wrong, it's not that big a place. Yeah. You know, it's it's a you know maybe four more buildings down. Yeah, uh, you walk into the potion shop. Selena's still there. It's still sort of like middle of the dayish, as best you can tell. Still human or elf? Good. Hi. Oh, hi, Twilight. It's good to see you again. I uh, I got a gift for you, but I got, I uh, and uh, is there anybody else in the shop? No, just Selena. Okay. Okay, so I wait until my colleagues close the door behind me, and I go, I'm supposed to give it to you super secret-like. Here you go. And I give her the ring from Flood. Oh my god, my grandmother's ring. Thank you. Where did you get this? Uh, and I, I look at the boys, because I don't remember if we're supposed to tell her where we got it from. Torn just shrugs. We, uh, we retrieved it. From a friend. But a secret uh, friend. Yeah. Oh, I... Do I have a secret admirer? God, there's there's only so many people who could be in this town. Yes. Uh, yeah. oh, thank you. This this is my grandmother's ring. It it's not magical or anything. It's just it's very important to me. 
You're welcome. Be assured it is not from the one covered in his own feces. Oh, oh goodness, I hope not. Speaking of him, um, I don't suppose you could reverse engineer your potion so it makes people not poop, can you? Like, Sorry, I, I can only modify the effects that the Never Ever Berries have. I, I can't actually change them. I'm, I'm not that good of an alchemist. Oh, you're great. Don't be silly. You made something out of berries. That's awesome. Oh, thanks, buddy. And I give, I give her a bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. A okay. Second. Yeah, yeah. You play her a little like uh, Selena's great song, and uh, yeah, she her she seems really happy with you. She seems like her spirits are way up. Awesome. Uh, just so you know, guys, I have two bardic inspirations left. I think. Oh wait, no, I have more than. Yeah, I have two left. Just <laughs> solid usage. Um, <laughs> just because, not that I'm criticizing. Um, but she says, uh, you know, I'm actually really glad you guys are here. I know I've only just kind of met you guys, but I could I could use a hand around here uh, if you guys would be willing to trade for some potions. We don't really use, like, currency. We just kind of trade, like, tasks. W would that be okay? Didn't you just say these potions are made with never-ever berries? Yes, but... I was able to take the effect of the berries and change them from just making you feel kind of full to actually healing wounds. Uh, I couldn't get rid of all of the painful diarrhea, though. It still hits. It just is on a delayed timer. Vert looks over at Torin. What do you think? It could be useful for interrogation. <laughs> that is true. Can I can I ask you something, uh, DM? Yeah. So we we've mentioned the fact that the berries like give you diarrhea. What is it just an aesthetic thing or is there a, a role we have to make? Does it impact our role playing or does it impact our health points? I'm like a little confused and not clear on. Please tell me Twilight could die by shitting himself. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, it means that there's if you use these healing potions, there's going to be an instance uh in the future and you're not sure how far into the future. Although Selena I think did mention if she didn't, I'll just say it. The potions are on a six-hour timer. Yeah, she did. So if you um, if you use them, you can heal. But in six hours, you're gonna have to be like in a in a relatively safe environment so that you can handle this problem. Okay, I get what you're saying. So like, save the world from great evil just to die by crapping your pants. Well, yeah. I'm not. So I'm not gonna have you take any like damage. It's not like. You didn't eat, like, really spicy but, food. It's but, just... But it would give, like, disadvantage on, say, like, uh, a situation that involves, like, convincing someone of something. Just as an example. Like, I'm oh, trying for to... sure. <laughs> okay, that's... I was basically trying to see, like, great, we have diarrhea, but why do I care in terms of playing the game? I just wanted to check. Okay. It depends. Yeah. That, in yeah. terms... Maybe in terms of playing the game, this whole experience is diarrhea. Have you ever thought about that? Wow. That's deep. That's deep as a bucket of diarrhea. Oh, wow. Or a goblet. Like, like Mayor Bucket's bucket of diarrhea. Oh, well, now I'm thinking about it. Okay, <laughs> um, I just I just needed that clarification, because I, I wasn't That's it. Sure. That's all I was doing, is I was trying to make a gross joke that would be a small inconvenience for healing. Uh, oh, that was a really crappy joke. Um, okay, cool. uh, uh, It was. Uh, uh. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna let you guys decide what to do, because I actually already have you you guys in canon don't know this, but I already have two potions from her. So I'll let you guys decide what you want to do. I decide to take one for possible future interrogation of 
Because I am a paladin, I cannot evilly torture somebody, but this would not be evil, per se. It is a healing item. <laughs> it's also really funny. The loopholes. Oh. So, wait, does that mean you're agreeing to her terms of doing something for her? I suppose. It's mm. not like we're going to find the undead anytime soon, from the sound of it. What other shops are in this town? We know there's an armory, and we know there's a potion shop. There's a forge that you saw on the way in. Um, and it looks like, for the most part, it's just people kind of trying to live their lives. Uh, it looks like mostly houses. Uh, I mean, like, sheds that function as houses. So... Can we, like, upgrade our weapons or get new weapons from the forge? You don't know. You've only talked to Selena Flood and Mayor Bucket. I I would like to go to the forge uh, because I, I want to help. Uh, I know Derek is a little bit dinged up from being in the basement, so I'd like to help fix him up and, like, maybe give him a bit of a shine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Struck him um, out of crap. Okay, so are you just, like, walking out of Selena? Like, well, Selena's, like, well, post up? Like, okay, bye. Well, no, 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 not yet. What I'm going to do, uh, let me let me roleplay this. I'm going to go, okay, um, well, Selena, uh, I think, uh, I don't think you need my help. Uh, I wanted to check out the Forge because I need my lead, my future lead singer to look nice for lead singing. And I pull out Derek. And I go, what do you well, think, Derek? You want to get fixed up? Uh, I would, I would, uh, I suppose I've got, like, a little bump right here on my head. And you know my 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 mouth flap's been really been really screechy. Yeah, we can help get rid of that stutter or something. Maybe it'll help out. Let's let's figure that out. That, that that'd be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be really good. Thank you. Okay, and I uh, I bid Selena adieu, and I look at Torn and Vert, and I go, if you all are gonna help her out, let me know. I promise. I will try to stay out of trouble. And I will take Derek under my arm and head towards the forge while they uh, resolve what they're, whatever they're doing with Selena. All right. Okay. So uh, he's just gone. Torn just bumps Vert. It's like, how long do you give it? Five minutes. Uh, yeah, I'd say about then. And we just turn back to Selena to hear out the quest. Yeah, that was, that's fine. He didn't look like much of a fighter anyway. What I really need is some guards. Would you guys mind watching over me tonight? I haven't felt safe here in a while. Lately at night, you see, the dire sturges have been kind of rowdy. It, usually they just come and eat the fireflies that come out of the bushes, but lately there's this gross one that's been attacking people, and last night it killed Maggie. Would you guys mind guarding me tonight, and I'll give you the potions in the morning? Well, if, if there's sturges around, we'll probably have to post a guard anyway, so uh, yeah. Oh man, thank you guys. That's that's really nice of you. We will slay this beast in the name of Olympus. Yeah, that's kind of the catch. We haven't really been able to kill any of the dire sturges before. They have not encountered me yet. It's just that they they seem like they don't really take damage the same way everything else does. Like if you cut them, it's not as deep. If you stab them, it's not as stabby. Well, on the plus it's... side, we don't uh, do either of those things that much. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Nice. We burn. We cook. Well, thanks, Just a guys. quick I... flick out of the tongue. It's like, I don't need to stab them if I can melt them. You know, like their yes, face. I feel better already. Thank you. You are in safe hands. I have once in the past successfully melted an elf's head. 
These shouldn't be too different. She, uh, Selena is, uh, she's a high elf, and, uh, she hears that and she goes, oh, that's very... Do not worry, he was an incompetent evil minion. He had it coming. Oh. Oh, okay, only bad guys. Okay, yeah, no, that's, that's fine then. As long as you are pure heart and not undead, you will be fine in our hands. I'm very much alive. We've, as we've discussed, I will, um, okay, well, you guys want to... Make camp here in my my potion shop while you watch over me. I I've got an upstairs, uh, and uh, you know I sleep up there. And if you guys want to guard, I, I, whatever you think is best. I don't really know this stuff. I just make potions. Torn just takes a table, sets it down, sits on it like it's a regular chair, and stares at the door and window. Are you? She looks at Vert. Is, is he? Is he doing it? Is he guarding now? Well, um. Y- yes. Isn't it like uh what time of day is it? Um well I mean you you've been indoors in a dark castle so you're not really sure. Mm, how long have we been up I guess? Oh, um goodness, how long uh let's let's assume it's past lunch. Okay. Do, do you want me to go check on uh Twilight and um then then come on back? I will hold the shop. You make sure our bard is not dead yet. Okie dokie. So Vert's going to go over to the forge. Sounds good. And everything's uh, on fire. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Vert, uh, you head your way on over to the forge. Uh, nothing interesting happens on the way there. Uh, it was pretty nearby already. Mm. Um, it's an outdoor forge. Uh, there's a big old fire burning in the thing. Uh, but the dwarf who is working the forge, I know it's pretty, like, typical, stereotypical, it's a dwarf working the forge. But Please tell is, me his name is Jordy LaForge. It should be. You see McKean, the dwarven blacksmith, and he's got a fire going in the forge, but nothing's happening with it. He's not doing anything, he's just kind of sitting there. He's kind of made, like a like, a Rubik's Cube out of metal, and he's, like, twisting it. And uh, Twilight is sitting there, like, talking to him, or more, it seems more like talking at him. And Twilight's like, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I can play a song for you, or help out, or really, whatever you want. It just, it, it really mean a lot if you could help fix up my buddy Derek here. Hmm, well, let me see him. I he looks, Derek. he actually looks up and, uh, you, you hand him the helmet? Yeah, I hand Derek to him. Tight, tight. Yeah, he grabs it, he looks it over, he's like, oh, it's, that's just a few bumps. Here, let me take care of that. And he just grabs a little blacksmith's hammer, and he just, tink, 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 tink. Well, there you go. Yeah, no problem there. And he throws it right back to you. And I, I Now, see if it. you, it's uh, really best I can do for you. If you brought some, some metal to me, uh, something I could forge, I could do uh, much better for you. But, nah, I can't really do anything here. But we've been out of metal. I just run the forge, keep the fires lit. Maybe one day it'll happen. Maybe one day. I feel uh, hopeful. Um, well, Derek, how do you feel? I feel... I feel... Mostly the same. I, I really don't have feelings. Oh. Well, I think you look great, buddy. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't clarify before. Just kind of made of metal. No skin. No touch and feeling. 
Oh, that's all right. Like, how do you feel emotionally? You feel all right? Oh, emotionally. Let me check. Let me check. Yeah, better. I'm glad. Tell you what. Um, later on, well, next time you and I get a break, we're going to keep working on that singing of yours. And you're, I know you're going to be a real, real great party member for us. I, I believe that. I'm... You're saying I'm an equal member of the party? Absolutely, you're my buddy. I didn't realize that. I thought I was just a thing you kept. Oh, this is good. You're not a thing, you're Derek. I am Derek. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you want to go, I guess, figure out what, maybe we can help them find some metal? I don't know. Or, hey, wait, I think I see Vert. I, I wave at Vert. Hi, Vert. What's going on over here? Well, he fixed up Derek, and uh, Derek said emotionally he's feeling pretty all right. So that's pretty neat. How How's it going? What did Selena need? Oh, she just asked us to do a sort of guarding thing. There's a Sturge that's stalking her, she thinks. A Sturge? Yeah. Um, and they just have it... Don't they have a guard outside the... How, is it inside the walls? She didn't say, actually. Oh, that's probably nothing. Um, I guess I could help with that. Oh, uh, this is, this is McKean. He's a real nice fellow. Uh, McKean, this is Bert Batikin, the smartest gnome in the world. Well, thank you. And hello, sir. Yeah, McKean, uh, pops up, happy to see someone his size, extends a big dwarven hand to you, says, How are you doing there, friend? Well, it's been a trying couple of days. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it. But other than that, good. <laughs> I'm sure it was the same when you first got here. Oh, yeah, but people here are real accommodating. Tell you what, you ever need a sword made or a shield made or some armor made? It's, it's kind of my thing. So you can bring me some metal, something I can help you out with, maybe. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to forge something again. Oh. And I, I take a moment and I hold Derek up and I look at him really hard. And I go, hey, Derek, how'd you like to be a talking sword? Hmm. I'm not sure how that would work out. I, I, I don't know if that would destroy me or not. I, I can't, I don't know if I can be forged. But you don't, I mean, you don't actually talk out of your flap. You, you, you're like sentient. You talk, right? Yes, but what happens if you hit any of the other animated armors uh, too many times? Um, well, I guess that's true. Well, we'll put a pin in it. I think it could be really cool. You never know. Now you're putting pins in me? No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, don't worry about it. I'm not going to put a pin in you. I wouldn't hurt you. And I, I, I put him back on my hip. Sorry about that, buddy. And he's like mumbling. He's like, I don't know if it really hurt me. I, 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 could see, I guess I don't know how that works. I mean, who knows? I've never seen it done before. And he's just kind of ram, rambling on now. <laughs> That's fine. Derek gets me. I know, I know what it's like to ramble on like that. You, you seem to have given Derek anxiety. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Wish eh, I don't com- worry, he'll get over it. Yeah, I don't have calm emotions or anything. Yeah, it's tough being a sentient helmet. Okay, so mm. we don't really have any... I don't have anything to give uh, McKean. Do you have anything, Bert? Like, do you have anything you want to get out of this? Mm, I really don't have anything. I'm not in the area. How oh, true. Oh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have anything in... In the way of metal, or even anything that he'd be able to work with. Yeah, that's the best I got for you. Uh, yeah, the uh, I may as well bring it up now. 
turning him into a sword was a good idea, but uh-huh. it would absolutely the way uh, animated objects work that would destroy him. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Oh, um, and I, I look, I look at him, uh, McKean. I go, oh, what about this? And I pull out the, the shit goblet. <laughs> oh, where'd you get that now? Uh, it was a gift, uh, from the armory. Uh, yeah. Oh, silver. Silver can be very useful in weaponry. What, what can you make with it? Well, with this much silver, I couldn't make you a whole weapon, but I could take something you already have and coat it with silver, give it advantages against the undead and, uh, and evil spirits. Oh, and I, uh, I pull out my rapier and I go, could you, uh, could you, could you do that with this? Oh, absolutely. Here, give me your sword, and give me a few hours to work, and I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I'd really appreciate that. And that way, Derek doesn't have to die. That makes sense. (laughs) Derek's like, what now? (laughs) Completely missing out on a silver codpiece. Oh, that was a missed opportunity. I should have requested a silver codpiece. Bump for damage. No one knows what genitalia Twilight has. That's their business. But you still want to protect it from undead and werewolves. Okay, so I remove the <laughs> I remove the goblet from my equipment um, and give it to McKean along with my rapier, which I will now temporarily not have. So disarming yourself for any future combat. No, I have a dagger. And harsh words. Totally fine. Because you've done so well with the rapier. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why I have the dagger instead. Yep, well, uh, there you have it. You've done that. And uh, McKean's he looks excited. He's put down his little metal Rubik's Cube, he's gone right to work, he's melting down the, uh, the shit goblet, and he just says, give me a few hours and come back, and I'll have this all done. Alright, thanks. And before you go, thank you. It, you gotta have something to do around here. And, uh, I, I look at, uh, I look at him, and I also give him bardic inspiration for his work. <laughs> and I, I, I play, I play a dwarven, uh, uh, minor shanty. Like... Well, uh, okay, roll your performance. Let's see how well that goes. Okay. Or can I just do performance and inspire him without giving up a bardic inspiration? I'll leave it up to you as the DM. Absolutely, you don't have to burn bardic inspiration on an NPC. Okay, I, I didn't know how that worked. Ooh, that was but if you want But if you want to play him a little song, you go right ahead. Okay, so hold on for... 19. Oh yeah, you uh, you totally nail it. And as he's as he's working away and pounding at it, he's like that. Oh, it's just like home. And he's 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 in tears and he's pounding away at, at doing forge stuff, whatever that looks like. Awesome. And I, I I play him out and I go, all right, you uh, anytime you want me to play and I'm available, I got you. Okay. Uh, I gotta I gotta. Bert, did you come here to get me? Did you, were you making sure I stayed out of trouble? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, lead the way. And I, I gesture for Bert to lead us wherever we gotta go. Alright. And I lead him back to... Column A, column B, right? Yep. I lead Twilight back to Selene's. Alright, yeah, you're back to Selena's. As they uh, open the door, Torn just lifts up his sword and shouts, For glory! Nope, for us. <laughs> Twilight, can <laughs> I roll my down. Dex- Oh, I thought he was gonna attack. I was about to roll dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just sit back down... Bored and disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how you guys pass your afternoon. Bored and unexcited. 
the uh, it's it's sort of quiet in town. Uh, Mayor Bucket keeps coming in to check on you guys every now and then, but he seems like you're okay. And Selena informs him that yeah, you've you've agreed to keep guard. Does this counting seems to be pretty hunky dory in this town? There's there doesn't seem to be much ill will. Selena seems happy. She's grinding berries down in a mortar and pestle most of the time, converting it into more healing potions for the town. Does this count as a long rest? Uh, absolutely. Cool. I get all my inspiration back. Um, I would like to spend this time, our downtime, since, uh, Kevin, since Kevin, since Vert and Torin are on guard duty, uh, I would like to spend this time kind of bringing hope to the townspeople while simultaneously working with Derek on his singing. So, like, I'll be in wherever the center of the town is where I have a good visual sight of Selena's shop and just, like, playing for the townspeople and telling them incredible stories of the uh the three uh prisoners who who overcome much since coming to this land and tales about us and tales about like things i heard when i used to travel totally fine roll your performance to see how much people like you yeah that sounds fair oh that was nice uh 22 yeah dude this town loves you dude yeah mckean's uh, hammering away and Selena's working away and everyone's everyone sees you and they start dancing they clap along with you and shit bucket um, shit and shit bucket is on like liquid percussion <laughs> he does like a he does like a break dance on the bucket <laughs> and it's actually terrifying and everyone needs to keep like a wide berth cuz you don't want to be in the splash zone um oh but yeah you, so yeah you've gone around you've seen there's a there's a couple dozen people uh in Balderdash uh, they are all, they're all adults, uh, different humanoid species, uh, mostly human though. It definitely seems to be the most common by, by at least half. Uh, and you know, everyone just seems to be kind of just trying to get along. There, there doesn't seem to be a lot of strife here. Everyone's eating their berries and trying to figure out, like, maybe make your shed a little better. Maybe I can sweep, like, the front door or something. Is anyone, you know, whatever is anyone with me in the party? Like, Vert or Torn, are you guys with me? Because I just, I'm going to point this out there. Twilight is so caught up in lifting up everyone's spirits, Twilight's forgotten about the mission to find the white. And to get a little bit meta, and you can tell me if this is not allowed, Mitch, but, like, we do have all the townspeople in one place now, listening to my performance. I, I will see. jump on this opportunity. To do what? Torin notices the town is grouped up and concocts a plan after having his long rest. Wait, let me look at something. Are you are you investigating or are you going to attack everyone? I'm like terrified <laughs> now. I was just no, suggesting I'm gonna... that. He's going to solve the problem. Divine sense. I do have oh. it back since you talked Mitch into a long rest. It's yeah. all there. Yeah, so, totally fine. seeing everybody in the town, I just get within range put my hand on my symbol, and call upon Hercules to give me the divine sense to see since the entire town is there, correct? Uh, pretty much everyone. Um, you know where McKean and Selina are. Um, you know where Flood is. But everyone else uh, that you've run into that wasn't already doing something is here. So uh, most of the town, for sure. Enough of the town, then. Then I cast divine uh, sense to see if I detect undead. Uh, yeah, uh, good play. Uh, what's the range on that? Within 60, 60 feet, right? feet. 
you biatch. Oh God, <laughs> you, you said that so aggressively. I I feel kind of bad that uh, yeah, you don't get it. You don't get a ping. God no damn undead, you! <laughs> no fiends. This will uh, pay off one day. <laughs> it seems like the whole like filtering people through with that lantern really has kept the town pure of of evil things for so far. Uh, that whatever they're doing with that lantern that was like seeing your thoughts, uh, that seems to have worked, and the town seems safe. It just sucks that it's kind of boring, and the only thing to do here is eat berries and poop. And listen to Twilight stuff, now that Twilight's here, but yeah. I just want Twilight to hear off in the distance, Why are we here? Um, Twilight hears you say that, and, uh, um, remembers exactly why we're here. And so I decide to tell a story about the white to see if anyone responds and reacts to the story. So Interesting. instead of rolling performance for this, I would actually like to roll my, uh, I guess, perception while I tell this story. Okay. What are the parts of your story? Like, what do you say about the white um, to these townspeople? I tell a tale of an undead said to be living within the maze. One that is said to have... Uh, to, to take on the form of anyone, even loved ones, who, upon its death, being able to take on another another host. And I just I used the same description Debilica used, where it had pale skin and gaunt eyes and, like, silvery hair and stuff like that. Uh, you do see in the middle of the crowd with your perception roll. Um, you don't need to roll. Your passive perception's high enough for this. Okay. Uh... There, there are some some women in the back of the crowd kind of whispering to each other as you describe this. Okay. And uh, and me being the perform the let, let me roleplay this a bit. Um, that seems appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we're doing, right? Um, uh, ladies, gentlemen, both neithers and in-between, allow me to spin you another tale. The tale of the white. The white be a creature, known only through legend and lore, said to live within the maze just outside the fair town of Balderdash. With hair silver and eyes gaunt, it can never be killed, for upon its death, its spirit merely inhabits another host. I've heard many tell such a tale of the white and of its dark and nefarious deeds. And I look and I survey the audience and I see these women and I say, aha! I see believers. Come, come, ladies, tell your tales of the white. And, like, I put them on the spot with everyone looking at them, and I'm gesturing for them to come to the stage to, stare th- to share their stories. And uh, she says, like, th- this woman is standing there. She's in a little dress, uh, just talking to her friend, and now you've kind of singled her out, and everyone steps away from her. She goes, I, I was just going to say... Uh, project, madame, please. We are in a performance, after all. I was just gonna say that that sounds a lot like that one that one dire sturge that killed Maggie. Uh, go on. Well, you know, every night the dire sturges come out, and then now there's that one there's that one white one 
because usually, I guess you guys haven't seen them before. Usually they're black, and this one's white. That's what it looks like. It's you know pale skin and and really really gaunt, like it's like it's dead. And and where pray tell does this did this Maggie live? Maggie Maggie lived over here, and she points to a to a hut that uh, it's got like there's another woman standing in the doorway who was listening to your story. And she's like, hi, I'm Maggie's sister. We're living together. Yeah, she's she's dead now. We're kind of bummed. Oh, I'm sorry. And and what is your name, madame? I'm Liz. Well, hello, Liz. Yes, uh, w- one moment. Uh, and I, I, I look over the audience. I try really hard. And I, I, just, I just don't see him. And I go, Vert? Does anyone see Vert? He's a really tiny gnome. He might be between your legs. Vert? Vert! Vert. You forgot where he is, didn't you? <laughs> Does Vert hear Torin this? hears and then just shouts louder for him to come out. Yeah. Uh, Vert, I'm going to say you, you don't hear him. Okay. Uh, Do I hear Torin? Yeah, you're over, in the, you're over in the potion shop with Selena, yeah. who is uh, settling down, and this is a good scene transition. She's, uh, she says, okay, Vert, uh, I don't know where the rest of the guys are, but thank you for keeping watch over me with all these... These weird dire sturge happenings. I really appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah, well, it's an interesting situation, I'm sure. Well, why don't you head up to bed, and we'll uh, we'll make sure that you're you're kept safe. Couldn't have said it better myself. And if you guys want to do uh, sleeping shifts, you can just lay out on the floor. That's unfortunately all I can offer you. But thank you. Well, it's better than what we've had. And so. Night falls on the town of Balderdash. Listeners, I realize that you have been wondering and waiting with bated breath, I am sure, what happened between Capitan Larong and I. Well, I can tell you that we agreed to meet in the Potterblatt Corporate Cafe. You, you know the one where the baristas are all blinded so as to maximize their sense of smell and taste. Mm. After I ordered my peppermint wild berry frozen latte, available only at Potterblatt Cafes. I waited and waited and waited. And, dear listeners, I realize that Capitaine Larong and I never set up a time for us to meet. <laughs> How silly. Among all of the excitement and coopy day, I, well, I am sending this message out now to dear Capitaine. When you have the opportunity to come back by our corporate office, please meet me at the PCC. I am here daily and will be there until you arrive. Right here. And, dear listeners, if you so happen to see Capitaine Larong, please let him know about my message. This is important, after all. Um, And we go back to our scene uh, in the town square here. Um, Twilight wraps up their performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and heads over to the house and lo- uh, to the potion shop slash house. Uh, okay, I'm going to stop you. Okay. I'm going to stop you real quick. Okay. As you're wrapping up, 
Uh, you see out of the bushes the fireflies come out. Oh, that's pretty. And for a moment, there's so many fireflies that for a moment the sky seems to have stars again. Um, and up above, past the fireflies, up in the rafters, uh, 100 feet, 200 feet up above you, uh, you see maybe the rafters start to wiggle? Or, or maybe they start to move? Hmm. Uh, I would like to roll... Uh, my person. Oh, be- my... Before you can do, before you can do any of that, uh-huh. uh, uh, Torin and uh, Twilight make a Constitution check for me. Oh, fun! <laughs> what does that Five. mean or require? Roll a d twenty uh, and then check your modifier to add or yep, subtract yep. anything. Constitution plus one d twenty. Yeah, I got a five by the way, so I'm probably gonna poop. No, I didn't uh, eat anything. A nineteen plus a one, so twenty. Okay. So, Torin, uh, you're going to be fine through this, but Twilight, an awful sound, crushes through your head. Uh, this, this loud screeching, and you can see, uh, well, Torin can see around him, the whole town was kind of ready for it, and they've got, they're all covering their ears. But, Twilight, you're going you're gonna to fall prone. Um, and you can follow the source of the screeching up to the rafters, where you can no longer make out the, the black shape of the rafters in the darkness above, but instead the sky seems to be filled with the glistening movement of a black cloud of darkness. Uh, the uh, And this cloud seems to grow and get closer, almost a liquid black, and after a second, you can see it's not a cloud, it's a flock of bat-like creatures the size of horses. Their skin is glistening in the light of the fireflies, and with a cacophony of screeches, they swoop down, buzzing the tops of some of the sheds. And you can see that they have these long proboscises that are stretching out these tongues that, that scoop up fireflies as they fly past, and it's just a dense cloud of these things. Okay. Um... I would like to, I guess, roll my perception to see if I can get a better look at them, or maybe investigation. So, like, uh, you, you are prone right now, so you're trying to recover. Okay. From this this mind numbing noise. All right, so I'm a I'm gonna be prone. Uh, Torin, what do you got? <laughs> Sword and shield ready. I guess I will roll my perception. Yeah, go ahead. So that's perception plus the mo- or d twenty plus the modifier. Yep. That's the thing. What are you looking for? Well, we... Due to Twilight, we literally just got the intel that we're looking for a white version of these that may be the white we're looking for. Oh. Okay. Uh, with your perception, you hear over the screaming... Wait, he didn't... Someone... Oh, are you using his passive perception? Oh, sorry, I forgot you didn't roll. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I guess we're going with passive. Well, it was then, a 19 again it. with... Uh, <laughs> Plus three. Oh, there you go. So 22. <laughs> In my head, I went, oh, that's exactly the right thing to look for. He must have nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was silly. So, yeah, you, you do hear a scream um, uh, over the din of this, this animal screeching. You hear a human scream. Uh, it's fact, it's a familiar scream. It's Mayor Bucket. You can hear him in the distance. Uh, he must be a few houses down. You don't see him, you know, maybe turn a corner or two. But you think you could find him. Uh, 
Torin, you have a decision to make here because uh, your buddy Twilight is prone. Uh, he's recovering. Like, you don't take any damage from being prone or anything like that. Um, but what do you do? That is the situation. Oh, but the scream from Mayor Bucket sounds uh, uh, afraid. Uh, like, uh, like, oh god, oh god. I hope this doesn't kill me, oh god. Okay, so before I go investigate that, and I'm guessing how did my perception go for trying to look at the Sturges? You you didn't see the white dire Sturge, but you do hear, you could hear Mayor Bucket through the din of their okay. screeching. So for my first act of magic ever, since my comrade is prone right now, I will call upon Hercules, my lord. Grant this being fortitude, and I cast Shield of Faith on Twilight before I go to investigate. Oh, okay. okay. A creature yeah, of so your choice Twilight gets a plus two bonus to the AC for the duration. And what's the duration? Uh, up to ten minutes. Nice. Pretty sweet. Okay, and so, now what? I'd say, I guess, a light flows from my holy symbol into my chest, into my arm, and then a slight glow goes over twilight, and then I charge off to investigate the screen. And, Got it. And as I feel that warm glow, I go, huh, thanks, Debilica. <laughs> ah! hey, as I'm charging off. Oh, okay, I was about to say, you didn't hear me say that. <laughs> Okay, uh, scene change, back to Vert. Hmm. Uh, this, this constant scream of bats is going on overhead. Uh, and you can see that they are, they're all staying above, like, the, the top height of any of the sheds of this village. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're mostly, they seem to just mostly be interested in the fireflies. As you're watching this scene unfold, this, this miraculous scene of, of mythical animal life, you hear the stairs creak, and... Uh, Selena's coming down the stairs. Uh, she she doesn't say hi to you. Mm -hmm. She doesn't respond to you in any way uh, or see that you're there. Mm -hmm. Does she look like she's all there? She does not. Her eyes look glassy. Uh, there is a... Uh, she's wearing that ring that you gave her. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's wearing sort of like her, her, like, I guess you'd think her sleeping clothes, like a little, a little thin gown. Uh, and she is making her way down the stairs and across the room. She is moving slowly, but very firmly. Uh, as though she may be sleepwalking. Is there any way for me to make uh, an attempt to remove the ring from her finger? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, give me a... Um, I guess it's sleight of hand. Uh, I guess you don't have to be tricky about it, do you? Mm. Dexterity? If you're just trying to brute force it off her hand, give me a strength roll. Strength? Okay. Wizard rolling for strength. Can only go well. We don't always match to our betters, I suppose. That is an 18. Okay. Um, that is a very hard pull. Uh, and you yank on her finger, and you feel like, oh, whoops, you accidentally kind of dislocated it a little bit. But the ring was letting off in a force field almost, this energy field that 
the more you pulled on it, the more it resisted you, mm. and it refused to budge where it was on her finger. Okay. So besides that, that oh god, kind of broke your hand a little bit. Sorry about that. Nothing really changed. And at this point, she's reached the door and she's opened it, and now she's moving through the streets while this while this swarm of dire sturges flies overhead. She seems to be moving to a specific location. She seems she has her 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 eyes pointed in one direction. All right. Well, follow her. All right, you follow her. Um, it takes several minutes for her to slowly trudge through the rest of Balderdash, and everyone else has made their way inside at this point because they're afraid of the white dire sturge. Um, you make your way, following her, to a shed. You're not sure whose shed it is. You've never been there before. Uh, but you can see that the lights are on inside, like the candles are lit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there is a there is a window on the shed. It looks like a rather nice shed, as far as these sheds go. Uh, but you don't see anyone around. Uh, alrighty, then before going in, I'm going to cast Invisibility on myself. Okay, you do that. Uh, and Selina makes her way over to the door of the... Um, the door of the shed, and she opens it. And you hear a familiar voice say, Oh my god, it worked. Oh man, it really worked. Okay, um, uh, sit down. And you see Selina enter into the shed and close the door behind her. Alrighty, going over, there's a window? There's a window. Looking in. Totally fine. You you hop up and hang by your fingertips and pull yourself up high enough to look over. Uh, and you see uh, a beautiful little feast of berries is uh, on the table. A bottle of red wine, which you can't imagine how no one knew that was in this town at this point. Uh, and some candles very nicely lit. There seem to be uh, some of the berry flowers gently draped around the room and the table. And at the table, seated, are now two figures, one of which you know is Selina, and across from her is Flood. And he seems to be making small talk to her unresponsive uh, form. I'd like to press to digitate the flames out. Oh, yeah, that happens. That happens. That ta- and, uh, and Flood looks around a little bothered, and he gets up to try to light uh, the candle on the table again. Uh, I'll, I'll let him light it as soon as he moves to the next one. It's out. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that happened successfully. Uh, he's, he looks freaked out now. Uh, he's, he's looking around. And he's saying something, but you can't hear what he's saying. You got him scared, man. You got him scared. Run over to the door, knock on it, and then... Uh, sort of move back. You hear him yelp over, even over the din of the, of the dire sturges. And uh, he goes to the door and he says, who's there? Just knock on it another time. You hear him run off and run up the stairs to the second st- uh, story of his shed. Open the door? Um, yeah, okay, you open the door. Yeah. Um, it's, it's as you saw it before, dark room. Selena is still seated uh, looking forward, unblinking. Uh, there's still a there's still a ring pulsing with energy on her finger. You uh, you don't know. Uh, you see the stairs that flood went up. Mm. Uh, they're off to your left. Mm. 
and you are still invisible. Oh. You're going to make me chase you, huh? He, uh... He says, wait a minute, I know that voice. Yeah, I know yours, too. And your face. And what you've done. He, uh... He comes clambering back down the stairs. He now has a rapier drawn. And he's pointing it out ahead of him uh, into the darkness. Yeah, that didn't help the last guy either. Hold on one second. Yeah, he's looking around the room, but he cannot... He, you can tell just because the way he's darting around, he doesn't know exactly your location. He's been trying to follow the sound of your voice, and he can't pull it off. He says, All right, look. I don't know... How you got, how you figured it all out. Because Plague said that no one would figure it out, that all I had to do is listen to him. So he's kind of lying to me, and that doesn't make me happy. And you're kind of here, and that doesn't make me happy. And I just kind of need everything to work out right now. I make a small spark and a pop happen behind his head. Uh, Yeah, he jumps, and it is very obvious now that he is frightened. Um... He turns around and he swings through the air and hits nothing. You gonna take it off of her or what? And then I take like four steps to the uh, left. Uh, yeah, he he plunges down at where he thinks your voice is and he totally misses. This is so. Cool. I'm, I am not giving up on anything. Plog is still here. Plog, what do I have to do to get more power? And you don't hear anything. And no one's saying anything, but it's very clear that he's listening to something. And he looks around and he says, yeah, that's fine. I can do that. And he says, I won't be able to do it until this is all done, Plague. So let me see him so I can kill him and I'll do that for you. Vert, you feel this magical energy fill your body from your toes to your head. This tingling, almost violent tickle sensation. And as you look down, you can see your feet again. And as the sensation moves up your body, you can see your body again. Something is forcibly ripping the invisibility off of your body. Okay. Um, and roll initiative, please. Okie dokie. Are we, are we all doing that or just him? Just me. This is just, this is just a vert scene, my man. Okay. All right, that's a 16. Yeah, you go first, Bert. You get the first response to this combat situation. Okay, so what we are going to do is I'm going to cast Magic Missile at him. Uh, Sounds gonna good. I'm going to do it as a second level. Okay, his, uh, all right, yeah, let me, t what do you get for hit? Oh, it auto hits. It doesn't. auto hits, but that also is at second level. I get four. All right, go ahead. Uh, yep. Okay, so that is eighteen. Uh, eighteen damage. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just blowing through these fight scenes. <laughs> okay, well, from now on, we're raising the, the combat level a little 1D4 bit. 1d4 plus yeah, 1, yeah. four of them. So, yeah, 1d4 plus 1. I rolled one. max damage on three of them, so. Jesus, mm. Lord. Okay, well, or I guess 
Strzok. Uh, yeah, what what he sees, what Flood sees in his final moments, <laughs> is is a a gnome's lower torso has begun to form in front of him, and he's gaining all of the confidence he needs <clears throat> to move through and attack you and shake off this fear, and then from a point of dead air slightly above that torso four shining points of light arc through the air and snap through his body and he falls down dead and the ring on selena's dislocated finger falls to the floor and completely shatters like it were made of fragile glass just striking shotgun blast him <laughs> pretty much yeah he is um he is very dead <laughs> Uh, you took like a big like your four your four bolts all hit like close to the same point and just took a chunk out of him. Like if they were the four corners of a square, the combined force of them together took out the whole square. <laughs> That's good. Uh, good work, man. And um, <laughs> you you've you've successfully killed a man. Uh, Selena starts, and the first thing she does is she grabs her, her dislocated finger. She goes, ah, where are we? What is this? You're in Flood's shack. What, what was Flood's shack? Um, Flood apparently was working with a demon and tried to take over you. I don't know what for. Not that interested. However, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, um, uh, above all the Sturges have decided to come down. <clears throat> so, yeah. Oh yeah, he, uh, he, he messed up your finger, too, real bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always... Oh, God. Sir. I knew he was a bastard. Thank you, Vert. You, you've, you've really done your job tonight. Can we stay and hide out here so that the dire Sturge doesn't get me? That we can certainly try. And with that, we are going to scene change back to our buddies, Torin and Twilight. Um, Torin, when we last left you, you were running back off uh, for the, the mayor's screams. Are you still doing that? I suppose, unless I've reached him. You have reached him! Uh, you check it out in time to see Mayor Bucket being lifted by his bucket a few feet off the ground, and the thing lifting him is presumably a dire sturge. Only instead of the black and glistening uh, skin that you've seen in this cloud, this one is ashy white. Now that you see it up close, the first thing that comes to mind is a bat, but its mouth is a three-foot-long proboscis. Its head is wreathed in a, a silvery, dark silvery mane. And it has four comparatively small limbs that end in three-toed claws. Its flapping, wide, veiny wings are trying to get enough lift to take Mayor Bucket up with it into back into the cloud. You can also see that its its white ashen proboscis is tipped dark red, uh, and that is that is the situation you find yourself. Will I in. be able to reach it to melee attack? Yes. Okay, I charge. Ooh, I've got plans. Okay, I charge sword in the air, and I cast another spell. And that spell is... Thunderous Smite. Ooh. The attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage, and it has to succeed on a strength save 
or it will be pushed ten feet away from me and knocked prone. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can do this attack. Um, I put my sword in the air, and I call out, Hercules, I beg of thee, give me the might of your father Zeus. And I guess he's kind of like, you know, all right. I mean, that's not sort of my thing, but yeah, I guess if that's what you need. Uh, and yeah, roll your attack, my man. You still need to land the attack to make it hit, yep. right? Go ahead. My attack would be... Because I know I need to roll an extra 2d6 for the thunder damage. And I guess it would just be a strength roll? Oh, no, you make your attack roll. So that would be your d20 plus 5, I believe, is your attack with your sword. D20 plus 5. 11 plus 5, so 16. You're going to hit. So roll your damage with your sword and then roll the damage for your thunder. And is there a save for the prone? Uh, Literally what it says is if you fail a strength save, you'll be pushed 10 feet away and knocked prone. Okay, so the dirge has to strength save. Yes. And so my damage for sword is 1... D8, or I guess I'm slashing, so 1d10, and then a extra, it would just add an extra 2d6 for the thunder yep. damage, so let me roll the 1d10. Okay, so it was, uh, for the d10, it rolled a 6, and for the 2d6, uh, 10. Okay, Torin, so you leap up into the air, and you strike this thing with your sword, and as you strike it, a bolt of lightning from nowhere connects with the point of the of the impact right at the same time. Uh, the blast causes the white dire surge to drop Mayor Bucket with a slosh and a clatter. And the, uh, the dire surge falls down to the ground and starts trying to pick itself up. Uh, you can notice uh, that the your sword didn't leave too much of a cut in the thing. But your the it's definitely smoldering where the lightning struck it. But it is knocked prone, um, correct? It is it is prone. It's trying to get up and the little the little the jolt of force it received is enough to sort of delay it a little bit. It is absolutely prone. So realizing this may inevitably be the white we are hunting, I charge at it and just start laying into it with fists to try and knock it out. Uh, one second. It's going to get a turn now. Uh, it is going to uh, recover from being prone, and that's going to be its turn. Oh, you dick. Uh, also, at the end of its turn, uh, Twilight's recovered from his prone, and he's made it to, to the battlefield, as it were. Um, before I made it... Oh, you mean made it to the battlefield as in I'm, I'm, I'm a part of it now that I stood up, or I'm, like, with Torrin? Yeah, you, you followed after Torin after you got over your could, being knocked down and now you Could I retcon? Because I wanted to do something before I followed after Torin. Yeah, if you want to do something different, you don't have to be here. I was just letting you help. But you, well, yeah, what I what wanted to do? do super quick before I went, because we did get a long rest and it was a few hours, I want to head to the forge and get my rapier back. Because it should be ready now. Okay, uh, if you take the dash action uh-huh. for your turn, like if you spend your whole turn... Running there, you could get there right now. Uh, what does the dash action entail? Uh, you double your movement for the turn. Cool, and... It, so I'm, but it, it counts as your action for the turn. Right, so... Would I be able to dash to get to the forge 
and then dash to where Torn is since it's a small town? Does that count as 60 feet in total? No, I'm saying you're 60 feet from the forge right now. Okay, I'll just go straight to the forge and uh, knock on the door and go, uh, McKean! McKean, I need my sword! And inside his hut you hear, Got it, friend! And he uh, runs out with the with your silver-bladed rapier. Awesome, and what are the changes to it now? Uh, it counts as a plus one weapon, and it is a silvered weapon. Okay. Plus one. So, so I roll a 1d8, and I automatically get a plus one to it? Yeah, you get a plus one to hit with it, and a plus one to damage with it. Awesome, plus one to hit and damage. It, yes. And also, uh, it gains advantage against the undead and, like, werewolves and stuff, right? So what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, it's true. So what um, does that mean? There are... Th- it means that the undead have uh, certain immunities to physical damage that are negated by the purity of silver. Cool. So that means I can, I can like, double the harm since they're weak to silver, or is it something different? Uh, it's essentially that they're strong against non-silver. Okay, I got it. Um, so now that I have my silver rapier, um, I put it, put it to my hip, and I, I look at McKean, and I go, McKean! You've worked with weapons your whole life. Would you like to join us in battle? Uh, and he says, Oh, hell no, I'm trying to live. And he slams the door. But you hear from inside, he says, But come back if you want to use the rest of that silver. All right, that sounds fair. And I tell Derek, Hey, Derek, hope your singing pipes are ready. Let's do this. And we stand boldly facing off into the distance, ready to join the fray. And I think that is a good place to end it. Awesome. That, All right, guys. Well done. That felt really uh, good. I liked the the different storylines we had going in that. I think you did a really good job handling it. Thank you. I was worried about doing split storylines, but it kind of just how it worked out naturally. It, it yeah, did. I it. It, you can uh, sometimes lose the party that way, too. Yeah. Um, Vert's badass moment was fantastic. Uh, that that was incredible. That was amazing, and I want more of that. Uh, I was no, hoping the Sturge would be prone for a little while longer so I could just wail on it with fists and try to knock it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't had enough turns. You haven't had enough turns. But, you know, the battle just begun. Oh, my goodness. I just shot my wad with the lightning, and I already used the spell earlier to give, you know, Twilight a fighting chance to not die against real opponents. <laughs> And so far, he's alive, so you've succeeded. Hooray! Success! So, no promises or anything, but I might have found a way to get the material I need for the suit. Okay, I'm hearing a but. But I gotta get to old Chinatown to scavenge. That's at least on the other side of the city. That's a lot closer to us. I mean, at least to me. I know. And how the Strox are you supposed to get your suit and get to the PCUP? He needs you to get it. Whoa, wait, me? Are you're you're joking, right? I can't possibly go out and It wouldn't be too bad. I'll give you a list of what you need to get and where you could possibly find it in some of the leftover shops and hop back over to your base and uh walk you through how to build a suit from there. It's crawling with drones now, and you're asking me to It just... was your idea to go after the drone in the first place. Well, yeah, but you gotta understand, I can't just... Jay, 
Jay, imagine who we could find. Okay. Okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go grab the material needed to make a suit. Grab enough for two. You'll need a suit to deliver the suit to me. Oh, Strox. Hmm. So I wanted to ask real quick, guys. Uh, is anyone celebrating Kapit this year? You know, uh, throwing some gifts on the pyre of the generous god? Um, I know we celebrated it a lot more while we are plugged in, but yeah, it's good to not risk anything. Hmm. Oh, man, yeah, I was going to get you guys some stuff. Um, Kevin, uh, I got you a box full of loose screws and gears. Eee. If I can ever uh, meet you in person, you, you can have that. And then, you know, throw it on the pyre. Um, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, Manny, I got you um, I got you this mitten that I, that I kind of found. It's a little charred. But it's got like a, it's got like doggies on it. I thought you might like that. Well, and, if anything, uh, it can do something. I mean, it'll I mean, it'll light up real nice. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely flammable, but like it can keep your hands warm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, J Mark, I found a um, I found like an old microphone that i don't really need because i got i've got this one that i've been using so like i got you i got your replacement like a, like a microphone like an old-timey microphone like like 10 years old or something oh awesome i think that i think that will burn quite nicely thank you i really appreciate it hey yeah man yeah um i i i got you guys uh nothing this year uh, i was kind of not ready uh, but I guess, uh, uh, well, while I scavenge around old Chinatown, I'll see what I can find. Maybe we can find a way to get it to you guys or something. Hey, don't even, don't even worry about it, man. I know you've only been out for less than a year. Like, yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. Well, I suppose I could give you guys something for you, J-Mark. Well, I found a helmet somewhere. You could probably use that for something. Yeah. Yeah, Mitch, I, sure I, get, I found an old machete, sharpened it, so it's actually useful. I suppose oh, if I ever right. run into you, I could give you that so you could not die. I just don't give me the pointy end first. And Kevin, mm -hmm. for you, well, I never go into it, but there's a library somewhere. I suppose I could find a book or two. Knowledge is great. Hey, you know, I was just thinking, guys, um... So normally for compete, you know, we we throw stuff onto the pyre of the generous god. But I mean, the overseers don't have to know if we don't do that this year, right? I mean, how would they? Yeah, that's a good point. What if we just kept each other's gifts? Yeah. I doubt they know I'm alive, so eh. I think that'd be really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's keep each other's gifts. And when we see each other, we'll, we'll give them to each other and then we'll keep them. Awesome. I love that. Dear listeners, our station heads have reminded me to remind all of you that your job 
first and foremost this season is to appease the generous gods. I repeat, appease the generous god. For he is great, and he is giving, and the more he gets, the less he gives. In pain, suffering, and the constant reminder of the dark and empty void that tells us that tomorrow may never come. So buy more to fill that void with things. Plenty of things. All the things. Then we will light those things on fire. Appease our generous God. Or repeat his rise. Starting with a repeat of the seismic waves of 2018. Stay tuned for the sound of laughter followed by the long, drawn-out weeping as your bank accounts deplete. Thank you, and keep living your truth. Hey, Jmark again. Did you know that you could be a named NPC on our show? Simply tweet, Facebook, or Instagram about our show and tag us at TFUCast with the hashtag UnpluggedRising. You could be a named character like Flood at Spidey Spice on Instagram and Facebook, or Selena at the Bobmobile on Instagram. We're so grateful to have all of your support, and in return we have some merch on the way. That's right, an exclusive TFU shirt is being made. This design will be made and catered to all of you, our early supporters and listeners. Oop, Kylo bumped the mic. And, well, very likely, only exist during this time period while we test the waters and see who's interested. Also, if you haven't yet, don't forget to send in those iTunes reviews. It helps us out a ton because we are an early form podcast. And the earlier you enter, the higher you have a chance of winning a free minifigure of one of our playable characters. Finally, we have a YouTube channel. I bet you didn't know that, did you? Uh, you can look us up at Tabletop for the End of the World, and there will be uploading, and there we will be uploading all of our episodes, as well as some awesome behind-the-scenes work, uh, potentially some live streams or Let's Plays conducted as our playable characters, and much, much more. So, our next episode goes live two weeks from the day, so on January 4th, and we will see you... Hi, Kylo. And we will see you in the new year. And remember, the overseers are always watching.